Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, you are not alone because your college-age kid is living in your basement. We talk to author and co-host of the podcast Tiny Victories, Annabelle Gerwich. Plus, Biz has something lurking in her pantry. Woo! Colin with a check-in. Um, I have a cheesecake in the oven, which is like, uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about that. A little context and backstory to my cheesecake though I did actually buy my graham cracker crust like a pre-made graham cracker crust back in like oh god March or April I think it was early on in like the lockdown and I was panic shopping at the grocery store and grabbing whatever I could grab off the shelves and I saw graham cracker crust and thought oh I can make a cheesecake like since we'll be home um and I bought it, and I've <laughs> never made a cheesecake before, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. And um, it's now October, like end of October, so however many weeks and months it's been, that crust has, like, been sitting there on my counter for this whole time. <laughs> and I have – it's taking me this long to get all of the ingredients in the house at the same time, which is, like, not that many ingredients, you guys. It's, like – cream cheese, eggs, sugar, and vanilla. I think that's it. Like, that's it. But, yeah, to have all four of those at the same time in the right quantities, um, it's just taken me a little while. But uh, I did it. So, yeah, like, I, I have a cheesecake in the oven right now, and I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job today. And so are you. Thanks for the show, guys. Bye. Wow. I love you. I the, <laughs> I uh, really like the fact that, well, hey, you're doing a very good job. Just the fact that you have a cheesecake in your oven. And I'm assuming that means you're not pregnant. <laughs> She's got a cheesecake in the oven. Anyway, why is it a bun? It could be a cheesecake or like a strudel. Anyway, the fact that when the pandemic began in terms of shutting things down in March, that you thought... I need this graham cracker crust pie crust because that's, I'm going to make a cheesecake during this very short pandemic that we're about to have. And now it's like nine months later, maybe more. I don't know. I don't use time anymore. And (laughs) you're just now making the cheesecake. This is so symbolic, I think, of like everything, of all of us. uh, The beginning of the pancake. We're going to... The beginning of the pancake. Guys, let me try that again. The beginning of the pandemic. I'm going to start, you know, making bread. Or I'm going to start, you know, canning things. I'll start a garden. I'm going to make a cheesecake. I bet I'm going to... Whatever. Whatever it was. We all have things still sitting in our pantry (laughs) that we have not pulled out or put in the oven. So I think you're remarkable. And I think that was a really good check-in that you just gave me. And I wish I uh, had cheesecake in my oven. I don't. I would have probably just 
eaten the graham cracker crust pie shell. I would have done that. That is delicious to me. Guys, what's also delicious to me is thank yous. And it's time for the one bad mother thank yous. Sorry about that, guys. All right. <laughs> thank you, healthcare workers. You are amazing. You are essential. You are neck deep in it right now as this second surge uh, is growing. And I know that so many of you are now in places where things are really out of control and uh, you are not getting a lot of downtime and you are faced with some very difficult things that you have to witness every single day and night. And I really appreciate that you are there. And I really want to say thank you to everyone who supports the medical industry, whether it is data entry, whether it is janitorial services, supplies, shipments, all of it. All of it is needed to make it all work. And like so many things, sometimes we only see one part of it and we kind of stop thinking about it there. When when the experience we're having is tied to to roots that go much deeper. So thank you, thank you, thank you to, I'm never gonna stop st thanking the Postal Service. Thank you for all you did during the election. Woo -woo! And for continuing to deliver my mail. <laughs> That's great. Thank you to teachers. You are really doing a good job. Wow, that's, it's too much. And, oh, God, I just could go on forever about teachers, but I'm going to stop now. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone who is out there listening to the experts, believing in science, uh, taking care of themselves and others. This isn't just about taking care of you. It is about protecting those around you that you know and that you don't know. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being kind. You're all doing a really good job. I also have something lurking in my pantry. <laughs> I, she just made me think of this. I don't have a lot going on, guys. This is definitely one of those weeks where if you were to say, what'd you do this week? I'd be like, I have no idea. Has a week passed? I don't know. Didn't I just record yesterday? I don't know, guys. What has happened in the last week? We're all still here, as is a can of Trader Joe black olives that I, I can't even remember the recipe that I was going to put those in and why I thought like canned olives might be better than like fresh. I don't live like in a place where there are no olives. They're all, like, if I, you know, any place I go to get a can of olives probably has an olive bar, be it safe or not, or a fresher option for olives and but they sit there on in like the, the very back corner and just waiting for me to use them <laughs> and I refuse to get rid of them I will come up with something to do with these olives guys sometime before the pandemic is over which means I got lots of time speaking of lots of times it's really easy to feel that you are alone right now it's very isolating but good news, you're not alone because there's a good chance you've got kids in your house and they're also not allowed to leave the house. Or better yet, your college age kid is living in your basement. And I think that's going to tie in nicely 
to what we're going to talk about today with Annabelle Gerwich of the podcast Tiny Victories. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, we are welcoming Annabelle Gerwich, who is the author of I See You Made an Effort, a New York Times bestseller and Thurber Prize finalist. Wherever you go, there you are. You say tomato, I say shut up. (laughs) And fired. She was the longtime host of Dinner and a Movie on TBS, a regular NPR contributor, and has written for The New Yorker, The New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the Wall Street Journal, and Hadassah. Her new book, You're Leaving When, comes out in March 2021, and she also co-hosts the podcast Tiny Victories on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. Welcome, Annabelle. Hello. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Not only welcome to the show, but welcome to the Max Fun family. Thank you. I've been stalking Jesse Thorne and Max Fun for years. (laughs) And finally, I wore them down (laughs) with my tiny podcast. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's a tiny show. It's it's 15 minutes or less where I like to say we try to give people reasons to get from their night pajamas into their day pajamas. <laughs> it it is spectacular. I have enjoyed all three of the very first episodes oh. that are out and we will talk about that more. But mm-hmm. first, I want to ask you, well we ask all our guests, who lives in your house? I am currently sharing my home with my offspring, 22 years old, recent college graduate, COVID class of 2020. They are living the dream back at home in a childhood bedroom, living with mom. Can't go out anywhere, no place to go, can't get a job, nothing happening in town. We're just so, it's so much fun. Is it great? Oh, it's so great. You are so lucky. You are so lucky. It is so awful. (laughs) You know what's so funny? We have yet had the opportunity to talk to somebody in this particular <laughs> setup and i'm i'm very excited to make some sweet bean assumptions okay uh, all right yep. are you ready uh-huh okay i'm going to assume they love seeing you every day and they come up and they're like making you breakfast and they're like they're like mom let me do your laundry how how's that is that good am i on it that's one that's assumption one stop something's wrong with annabelle i'm just i'm i was laughing but then that turned to tears i'm gonna i'm gonna just say I too had this fantasy <laughs> that when my kid came home, they, their uh, preferred pronouns are they, mm-hmm. them, theirs. Mm-hmm. So Ezra would come home and be like, hey, mom, I want to do these chores around the house, yeah. you know, and you know, you've taken care of me. No. Okay. <laughs> so let me just say within mm. one week of their arrival back yeah. at home, 
it was like so obvious that this was really difficult that I decided <laughs> I needed to go on vacation. Mm. So I packed my overnight bag. I went downstairs, locked myself in the guest bedroom and said, <laughs> there's no one here by the name mom. And then... Ezra would like yell, Mom, do we have turkey in the house? I don't know. I'm on vacation. (laughs) Mom, the sink's not working. You'll figure it out. I'm on vacation. Finally, I got this this knock on the door, like a timid knock, like tentative mom. And I was like, oh, is it turn down service? (laughs) My hotel here? Yeah. Ezra opens the door, gives me a hug and says, Mom, you're the best mom in the whole world and i think you're having a psychotic break i'm really worried about you (laughs) but then then we ended up i i thought of a way for us to end up like working out some of our aggression some of this like mom rage pandemic stuff yeah let's just stop i want to just take this quick break because i really want to be there with you and that's like Basically, I know if from my own personal experiences mm-hmm. of many, many college attempts right. and, and various roaming about and being 22 at some point, that was probably not a time in which I was checking in a lot. And I, I knew a lot about everything, by the way. And I was really with it. And so to suddenly like... The idea of being home suddenly after college, like after being a full on grown person, that like there's a whole level of adjustment of like how you see each other. Right. Like, well, right. It it, it goes from like small issues to large issues. So first of all, I don't know if you know the lingo. I probably don't. (laughs) But like I'll, I'll walk, I'll come out in public you know like in public these days means in the living room right like oh i'm going to the public square my living room and ezra will say mom what's with your drip okay that means my your, drip. Out- your outfit how's my drip i mean i'm like, like your- do you think i'm on my period right now get out of my house no, i'm like how's no. my drip has, ha, yeah, yeah, no, total t- other language, which is like, you know, like mom, the drip. So, so it's like everything I wear is visually offensive. Like I have committed a crime against sight. Okay. Like, cause I have clothes on because my kid wears sort of like a marshmallow yeah, yeah, shapeless yeah. being like a sci-fi version yeah. of like, I don't know if you saw that movie where uh, it was like the aliens came to earth, but they were like, kind of like jellyfish. Uh, what was it called? Arrival. Arrival. Oh yes. Arrival. You know, okay. Like formless funk. <laughs> That's what my child looks like. So, and if I wear uh, things that resemble clothes, I just yeah. get this like, it's, so first of all, the judgment is hideous. Mm. And then there's like the hygienically challenged part yeah. of it. Like, yeah. like I have different standards than a 22-year-old. Oh. Or I don't, do you think yours are higher or lower at this stage uh, of the pandemic? 
let's oh i mean first of all variable however like in the bathroom i don't want to wade through a sea of Uh, hair no like Uh, that is not uh, my goal Uh, no uh, no right but 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 22 year olds don't notice this stuff Mm -hmm. they just don't see it and then seeing then things like okay they have the responsibility of taking the garbage out the garbage comes i mean i take nothing for granted i'm so thrilled the garbage actually gets picked up on on thursdays at like 7 a.m so usually they wait till 6 59 a.m to Mm. put it out which means Mm. i am stressing out yeah because we're home so much we have so much stuff it's you like also it, have lots of opportunities to take the trash out before 6 59 it's not like no. you're coming in late from work yes no it absolutely <laughs> has to wait the last minute i mean this week sure enough six okay it, i'm exaggerating it was Fine. 658 oh you're 658. a monster God. And, and i just went out I'm like i'm fucking doing it myself so i'm outside all of a sudden ezra streaks out in their underwear yes. you know and it's yeah. lo- by the way, it's light out. Light now. You know, so other yeah. neighbors are out doing it too. And there they are like, oh, I'm going to help you with that, Mom. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, half-naked person who's, you know, just sure. Oh, thank you. So helpful. Really appreciate it. So, you know, it's just like sort of an – and then it's just like they just don't want to be like – you know, it, it's too much contact. Too, yeah. I, I, the whole point was they were going to come home. That was the plan. Come home, save money. But they right. never anticipated being in the house so much. Yeah. No, that's, that you is, know? I think that's it. But I, I have to ask. Yes. Because it sounds like such an opportunity now that they are old. You know, like when you have younger kids and you kind of want to fuck with them. Like, you know, now I grew up in a house where my parents there were no limits to the weird stuff that would be completely uh-huh. unacceptable now. But now I was like, oh, maybe that one's, maybe one's, I got one kid a little sensitive. I got another one is this, right? And then, but now that that kid is 22, that kid's sturdy. That kid's a, you could really mess with this kid now. Like you could walk, like for the fact, if he's constantly complaining about your clothes, you could just come out naked and say, is this good? And then like, right? Like, tell me you're having no, some well, fun. First, okay, first of all, <laughs> let me just say, you're talking to someone who for the first maybe 15 years of my kid's life, I tried to convince them that the cat was their sister who had gotten stuck in a Halloween costume yes. and the zipper had oh. grown over. And All the when way they, to 15. That's pretty impressive. Well, the thing was, was they were like a complete stoner at 15. <laughs> they are a sober person now, but at 15, it, you would think it would have stopped, but because of the sort of mm. weed uh, habit mm-hmm. at that moment, there were moments when they just really wondered whether yeah. or not it was true. But when they were really little, I would catch uh, Ezra <laughs> Uh, looking for the zipper on the mm. cat. It just goes, I, actually, I wrote about some of those stories <laughs> in another one of my books, but at this point, are we, ha- oh, I, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't really say we're having a, a I can't, I can't do say but it. There, say okay, it. Okay, but let me just say, there, there are a couple things that are highlights. For one thing is, I have a big backyard, and okay. when they were little, we played oh, every day after school uh, kickball. 
right? Mm -hmm. This kickball went on for years. But when they uh, were coming home from college, I got a badminton net. Badminton is the best. It's so stupid. (laughs) We're not even playing it with a net. Like I just, we had some like birdies laying around. And then I was like, uh I'm going to get these badminton you know, and like we literally yeah. have two rackets and yeah. some badmintons. And since the pandemic began, my daughter, who's 11, and I go out and we just hit it at each other. And now it's like morphed into the most competitive, like she'll hit it just right at my feet. And she'll be like, that counts. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, well, then this counts. And then like I hit it like as hard as I can. So it's very therapeutic. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. I yes. also think it's fun because, I mean, I, I know that there are actually like competitive yes. badminton teams, but basically you can't do right or wrong. It's no. just fun. Yes. So that has been fun. And also they, they played for so long with their friends that there's like holes in the backyard, like they dug through the grass. And so nice. I, I really wanted to, you know, like provide that. And then... Actually, we recorded an episode of Tiny Victories. It hasn't aired yet about I took Ezra. We went to a smash room or a rage. Oh, Have you heard of those? I've heard of those. Are those uh, available during the well, pandemic? Okay. It is pandemic entertainment. They still are <laughs> open because when you go, you have to be covered head to toe. You wear a yeah and gloves and so you know you can put a mask on it's like kind of like well it was made for this so go to this place and there's a place like where i drove out to like the hinterlands you know on the edges of los angeles (laughs) get to this place and it's like a pawn shop in the front like there are all these items that you can smash and um Like vases and plates and mugs. There's like a keep calm and carry on mug. I'm like, Ooh, oh, I want, I want that. that one. Yeah, I exactly. Want that right. One. Yeah. And we, we went in, we were issued baseball bats and I think it was a tire iron. I don't know. Yes. I've never really seen a tire iron. <laughs> So, uh, and then we went into a room and we smashed things and, you know, I'm not going to say it was like we changed anything in the world, but it was, it was satisfying. That I'm not going to lie. That is satisfying. satisfying. It was. <laughs> Let's pretend that this is a show that helps people. Was yeah. there anything that you, you guys actually figured out as a way to survive any of this? I mean, Ugh. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I <wish> that. <laughs> no, not really. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. be really honest. I I'll would like it. to tell you that we have, but first of all, one thing I think is really important: if you have an open plan style house where you know you have <laughs> you have like Ugh. rooms that sort of like just move into. Get out of there now. Yeah, not good. Not, not good. good. <laughs> the, I mean, the only thing that saves our life is like doors. Yeah. You know, having doors and like just being able to shut the door. <laughs> and and also, there is something that I really do believe in, and that is low expectations. Yes. If you lower your expectations, you yeah. will always be happy. Now, who can do that entirely? But I... If, if I can manage to have lower expectations of mm-hmm. them, I mean, there's just all, I mean, and I can sometimes work up an empathy, not always, yeah. 
Not always. <laughs> because I'm no. paying the bills. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, when I can work up the empathy to think how hard it is for kids of every age right now. I mean, I know. it's so It hard. does suck. It but really I, sucks. Yeah. And, and there is, okay, one, one yes. more thing. One more, there is one other thing that we do do together is I got us hooked up, and this is, you'll laugh at this, I think. Uh, I got us hooked up with a local group. We make lunches on fr- Sundays oh, nice. for people who uh, who can't afford lunch and food. This is food. good in the pandemic. So it's an activity that we do together yeah. and uh, we make the lunches and we put them in the, in the paper bags. We deliver them to uh, the, in, where we live. It's the Hollywood food coalition and um, they distribute them. And then your kid gets to say to their friends, Oh yeah, I'm making lunches for uh, people who are yeah. food insecure as if they thought of yes. it, as if it was their idea, <laughs> as if they were paying for it. But it gives them like street cred. Yeah. Actually, I love that. That is actually a wonderful way to, to spend some time. Cause like we talk on the show a lot about the fact that it's really hard to make decisions now. There aren't really good decisions. Like even okay, if you yeah. make a decision, I'm going to tell you like, about a decision. Woo! Yeah. Right. Here, okay. Here's a decision that we have just made in my house. And when I say we have made, <laughs> I have made you? the lottery. <laughs> okay. So, okay. This is gonna, it's, it's sad, but it's bittersweet. Okay. Okay. So we just lost a pet. Okay. It we, wasn't, I mean, wasn't their sister, was yeah, it? Oh, we're, we're a couple cats beyond that. But yeah, we, we said goodbye to Ezra's sister. So, um, so we lost a cat. Oh. Something happened to our cat. He just got really sick all of a sudden. Yeah. And we had to say goodbye to him. And I love that this cat has been my pandemic boyfriend because yeah. I'm single. And let me just say, I've spent a little too intimate time with that cat. It's kind of like out of control. So I am bereft. But Ezra's also bereft because this is childhood pet. Their childhood mm-hmm. pet, right? This is the cat they grew up with. I mean, it's really upsetting. So we had to make this decision, but it was just so hard to... And so I had to decide, okay, mm-hmm. this is what but we, we, we sort to... of came to a conclusion about that. But then I started looking for kittens. I'm like, I need kittens. kittens. Yeah. We're getting, you know, and Ezra has said, said to me a couple of days ago, cause this is all in the last few days, I'm not ready for kittens. And I said, okay, okay, I'll wait. And then I decided I can't wait. No. I need kittens. You need kittens. I need kittens. Yes. I need kitten comfort. How many kittens are in that house now? 17. 32. What? <laughs> <laughs> 32, I'm going to go meet some kittens, you know, like oh, two, oh, like two, two. I know. I have it's three like, cats in this house, ha- in this room right now. So, I, I've yeah. seen them and I was like, yeah, yeah I'm making, but, but, so, but Ezra said, I'm not ready for them. And I, and mm. I said, okay. And then I came downstairs the next day after we, we decided that. And I said, I'm overruling you. Yeah. You, you, uh, I'm, I'm getting kittens and, yes. and Ezra, and uh, we're going to have to do another show where we yeah. check in about this because, oh, yes. yeah. because here's the thing, Ezra said, well, I just want you to know, uh, you can go ahead and get kittens, oh, but I, I? I'm not going to have any part of that. <laughs> 
I'm going to tell let me, me write my I'm going to write down my predictions. Yes. And put them in a put them in a jar, bury them, and then we'll yes. pull them back out yes. and see. Yes. Now, I have to say, get ready for this segue. Buckle up. That sounds like a tiny victory, my friend. <laughs> so let's talk about the new okay. podcast, Tiny Victories, because it really actually does sound like a tiny victory. I, To me, Ooh, that's my right. idea you're of a tiny right. victory, though, because we have on the show genius and fail moments where people uh-huh. like, you know, because as a parent, no one really gives a shit what you're doing. Like if your kid slept, like you can't share that with somebody and expect them to be like that's amazing right and if you Mm -hmm. fail though however everyone will look at you and tell you how horrible you are so we like to like celebrate those and then i go listen to tiny victories thinking whoa i'll take more of this and it's like it was it wasn't necessarily like an action like a victorious win it was this your like first episode is about like what was it like? It was the studying the. It, it was like an archaeological paleo. paleo. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a rethinking of the cave painting <laughs> the cave drawings. Paintings. Yeah, and a, and a kind of redemption for human nature. But yeah. everything, everything that we that we every show is devoted to. It could be something we've heard about or something we've experienced. Like today, we just recorded a show about something I thought I would never take pleasure in but it fits with a tiny victory idea which is during the pandemic people have developed hobbies they've gotten really good yeah. at but what i consider a tiny victory because i'm a real type a person like yeah. when i do something i have to do it better and i have right. to make it a thing is is i found things that i suck at that Ooh. the world doesn't need <laughs> that i'm never gonna make money from but i love doing like i i've called that puttering because that's lower yeah. oh puttering that's about puttering just she's yes. in there puttering yeah yeah puttering right puttering. so i uh, like some people are gardening and making you know food supplies yeah i am planting things and then accidentally pulling them out thinking yeah. they're weeds later oh, i yeah. stuck it i'm yeah. not in any sense gardening mm-hmm. no no, you're puttering. Gardening. I'm you're, puttering you're in puttering. the garden. And it's just, it's a tiny victory for me to do something that I don't have to get better at, yeah, that I don't yeah. have to be good at, that I'm Ooh. not going to make money from. So if I can spend like an hour a yeah. week and do that, that's for me a tiny victory when I'm not pushing myself. Yeah. And, oh, how great am I? Can I make the best sourdough loaf in my side of town? Can I turn my kitchen into a bakery? Am I launching a business, Mm. a pandemic business? I mean, am I winning the pandemic? Are you winning pandemics? No, you're pottering. I'm pottering. Oh, this sounds like a new podcast right here. Pottering. Pottering with Annabelle. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just... It's just the idea would have terrified me before. And the whole idea of tiny victories is when this pandemic started, it just seemed like any really, and also, I mean, really, even All before that, it just like, <laughs> it's just gotten harder and harder to like, be like uh, looking for these huge wins. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the thing that really sustains me are small mercies and just and appreciating that, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's a really under, 
underserved idea and and it sounds good but how do you do it so the idea of the podcast yeah. is that Laura and I my co-host Laura House we are cultivating this frame of mind where we we we're, we're, we try to notice these things so that then we can enjoy it because you know we're also all moving so fast or so slowly yeah. I mean it works yeah. both ways and not <laughs> you're either in like a malaise or a dazed malaise or you're moving so quickly you're frenetic i mean particularly if you're a parent it's like so fast like when do you have that moment and so um pete we have a tiny victory hotline and if i can give that number out oh you give it out and we will load it onto the uh, you know the notes so people can call it yeah it's give it out. so much it's so much fun and actually okay here's a tiny victory hotline and i want to share a call we just got i'll tell okay. you what that person said it was so great so um the number for the tiny victory hotline is 323-285-1675 that's 323-285-1675 and if you call and you can leave a message like it's a minute long because we want to play it on the show is only 15 minutes long we got a call from someone named theo Theo said that they were saving up. They're 18 years old. They're listening to our show. They are saving up for a tattoo since they were 15. They finally got the money when they had a car accident and they took the side mirror off the car and now they have to give the money to their mom and they can't get the tattoo, but they feel good about doing the right thing and and i'm like oh my god this is every mom's dream (laughs) and this is like i was like i just love this time and they said you know and um theo said and when i do get the money i'll appreciate it even more because i will have my god for it so i mean i just like oh my god and they were taking that time to recognize that they had sort of done something that they felt was the right thing and in their more in their moral code and i just and they felt it was a victory for their nature for them at 18 to do that i was like oh my god that's so cool like the the added level to that as a listener would be this victory that not all people suck right that like that like that people are out there and 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 maybe maybe it's okay maybe maybe we're okay Annabelle, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for becoming part of the Max Fun family and the Tiny Victories podcast. Uh, If there was ever a podcast that our listeners could easily fall in love with, this would be it. We all got, I mean, they have to sit through like an hour 10 with me, but like 15 minutes is a joy. And we also like to call and leave messages online. So that's good. We look forward to the new book. Let us know when that's coming out. I like that it's just coming out sort of, I like that it's coming out the exact time we went into lockdown a year ago today. I know, I know, it's crazy. Don't miss out on that publicity. You know, yes. Hot, oh, shine. yes. That's so true. Great. So <laughs> true. Well, and, and you know what? We'll be in touch because I'll have to tell you how many days, yeah. minutes, hours, yes. seconds Ezra has resisted 
kitten love. Yeah, maybe we'll just do like a quick check-in. Okay, okay. On next week's <laughs> podcast. Just be like, real okay. quick. You know, like, just a call, whatever we need to do. Yeah. All right, thank you so much. We'll link everybody thank up to you. where they can find out more okay, and they can hear the great. show. So, yay! Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. One Bad Mother is supported in part by StoryWorth. Gathering friends and family for Thanksgiving might be challenging this year, but that doesn't mean we can't feel close with a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. Every week, StoryWorth will email your family member different story prompts like, how has your life turned out differently than you imagined it? I liked asking my parents question like, who was your first love? <laughs> Was it each other? Just I don't trying know. to start shit. I'm just trying to start stuff. But like for real, when you think as a parent, when I think about all the things my children do not know and may never know about me, I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a lot I don't know about my my parents. So StoryWorth uh, is a great way to get those conversations going. And after one year, StoryWorth will compile all of the stories, including pictures, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped out for free. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com badmother. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com badmother for $10 off. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Well, genius fail time, everyone. It's my favorite time of the show and the week because I get to lay eyeballs upon the lovely Teresa Thorne. I'm uh, Hi. I'm starting to get so used to how you look on screen. Ugh. I yeah. feel like it's going to be... No, you look, you look great. You, but Thank it's you. like, it's everyone. Everybody yeah. looks like slightly fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy. You know? So when I see you in real life, I hope I do someday. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this is what biz actually looks like. Do you think we'll be able to recognize each other or will we have perhaps gone like blind from staring at screens all day? That's a good question. It remains to be seen. We don't know Hmm. what the results of this pandemic will be. Something to add to the list of possibilities. (laughs) Genius me, Teresa. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. So this was something that should have been obvious, but wasn't. But running races on the street... (laughs) 
oh. in front of the house hmm. with my kids. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought to do this because I'd be like afraid that somebody would leave. Yeah, <laughs> or just just go out for milk and never come yeah, back. Any yeah, of just them could. Keep, right, just start all... racing and then just keep going. <laughs> just like what is that um, Gump style, Forrest Gump? Just, just but, never stop running. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we are like at the point now where people are, and when I say people, I mean young people mm. are feeling like more regulated and more like happy to be around home and like more able to follow rules that they couldn't follow before. And this was one of our therapists who had this idea of like, oh, yeah, let's go out. You want to run races in front? And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, no. Like, there's so many things about this that just make me like, can I just not go? Like, I don't want to be a part of this. It's like so stressful to me. (laughs) I know. And sure enough, it was great. Uh. And it's now like a thing that we do, even when the therapist is not around, where like if people are kind of, you know, shifty and like have energy and it's not like we have like so much time that we could like go on an outing, um, I can just say like, do you guys want to run races in front? And a lot of times they say yes. And we do like a few races and we have like a distance that we are not, we know, like we know where the boundaries are and Mm -hmm. we know where we like to race to. And it's so great because the kids are running full out, like they're using all their strength and their energy and they really get their energy out like really well, really fast. (laughs) So it's been awesome. It's actually been kind of fun also. So, (laughs) hey, running races. You are doing a good job running races. That is a really good job. Thank you. All right. Just to show you the level of genius of where I'm at in the world, I could not think of a genius. And then Stefan says to me, I said, Stefan, do you have any geniuses? And there's a big log. What did we do this week? It's a lot of that. And then suddenly he goes, (laughs) chickpeas. And I was like, chickpeas? It's like, yeah, you've started using chickpeas and everything, and it's delicious. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to take chickpeas as my yeah. Guys, I have never really had chickpeas unless they were like in a hummus or like I was yeah. out somewhere. Like I didn't grow up in a chickpea house. Yeah. And like even in New York salad bar days, I was, ne- I was like, what are yeah. those? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. I knew what they were, but I never selected them. I was like, why would I do that? But I'm trying to like make meals out of the cans that we've got everywhere. And like, I have started. You just got cans of chickpeas everywhere. Now I do. Those cans are just everywhere. One mistake at the grocery store. I have learned how to cook things with some chickpeas. And they were delicious. That's so cool. They I were good. I feel like this is more, the, this is a real genius because okay. it's trying something different. It, I tried something different. Yeah. And I mean, no one else in this fucking house will try anything different, but <laughs> I did. And it was chickpea delicious. So, so great. Chickpeas, everybody. Chickpeas. <laughs> good job, Biz. <laughs> I think that I have a genius. I have two highly musical children because their father is a musical adult person. And so we don't get our children fake instruments, like kid instruments. We get them 
real, like a real keyboard and a real microphone. And my kids have trouble listening in the morning time. But just now, I asked them a question into the microphone with the real microphone with it turned on so my voice is loud. And I said, just so you know, if you need me, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And then they responded the first time. The first time I asked them a question, they responded and said, yes. And they never do that. Like, it really (laughs) takes me three or four times. And they responded the first time. So I'm using that microphone anytime I need them to cut it out and do what I'm asking them to do. Yeah. We'll see if this continues. It probably won't. But for now, it's a genius. You're doing a great job. Thank you. You are a genius. There yeah. I got to tell you, the first thing that comes to my mind is how you worded it. They are musical uh-huh. and their father is musical. Uh-huh. And it insinuates that you are not musical. Like, yeah. it, like to me, it's like there's definitely a narrative being told here mm-hmm. about what's in the house. And I love that you embraced the microphone. Yeah. Right? Like You're like, I can do this too. I can use it yeah. for what I need to use it for. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me take your love of music and twist yeah. it into <laughs> hardcore parenting rock and roll. I also on? think <laughs> I also think that like the idea that it won't that it will stop working while there's some truth to that, I also think you've just opened the door mm-hmm. to a whole realm of new possibilities. I mean, oh, you yeah. could just do a quick, you know, just Set. play something really quick on the keyboard. Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't even have to be right. an actual song, but just use music to get their attention. Maybe you're a stand-up. Maybe you could try out <laughs> all kind of new material on your children when they need to cut it out, right? Yeah. Like, you could try, like, they could be not listening and you could be like, and they'll be like what is that and you'll be like i don't know i didn't hear anything i think i think you've got a lot of play happening with this mic yeah it's great you are doing a great job good job failures fail 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 you suck fail me Teresa. Okay, so we have talked in the recent past about the snacking that's yes. ha- taking place snacking. during the screen, the s- school, Zoom, whatever. Whatever any it amount. Is. Actually, it's not even the screen, really, with Oscar. It's any time he's doing schoolwork or supposed mm-hmm. to be doing schoolwork, he needs to have like 100 snacks right in front of him. <laughs> and so it's really out of control. And I, I had the idea of gum... And was like, gum, gum is great because maybe it'll, like, I've heard that, like, it can actually help people focus and maybe it'll, like, give them something to do. And he really likes gum, so it's like a special treat. So I bought just, like, a big thing of gum, like, (laughs) the kind that that I know that they like. And, like Halloween but I, amounts of gum, like, like a I big... bought like one of those, like I bought like one of those packs ah, that's, that's like got in multiple. Yeah, it's got like it probably had like nine packs of gum okay. in it or something. And I, but I was too depleted to like be in charge of it. Yeah, like, I think I just like wanted it to work <laughs> and didn't want to think about it, and so I just like put it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like chicken feed, but yeah. like with like, gum. Like yeah. I just let anyone have gum that wanted gum in their rooms. Mm-hmm. They could have their own yeah. stash. They had it. There was like some in the kitchen. There's some on their desk. There's some in like under their pillow. Sure. Like there was just so much gum. And I was like, they're going to be able to handle this. Right. Like, cause I was thinking like worst case scenario, they're chewing it whenever they're doing scork, but, or not eating, but they're, it's like one at a time. Right. That's it wasn't the worst take- case scenario. Well, it's <laughs> so I was just, I just was not thinking. Sure. This is why this is a fail. I was yeah. not thinking it through. I was like, this will be fine. What ended up happening was they became power crazed <laughs> by all the gum that they had access to. And they started chewing many pieces um, of gum at a time. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they, they quote unquote discovered that they actually like four pieces at a time way better than one at a time. And so there was just gum, like, and the gum wrappers were just everywhere. And just everybody was just eating, all, like, chewing all this gum just nonstop. And it would, we, we just went through the gum. I mean, it was out of control. And as I was seeing it happening, I was too tired yeah. to, like, rein it back in. I was just like, yeah. well, this will play out. And I just won't buy more. <laughs> Well, that's a little genius nugget hidden in the midst of all of that. I like the I like the idea that your kids were discovering things yeah. about themselves. They're like yes. budding scientists, right? Learning all about themselves. Yeah. I also, they were really excited to share that insight uh, with me. Yeah, that I like. <laughs> also, just like how much fucking gum is all over the house. Yes, you're doing. A horrible job yeah. trying, yes. I mean, because I, ha, 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 trying to solve a problem. Yeah. Uh, it really is the, because this is where I am as well. It's the, yeah. like, somebody's going to ask me something, yeah. and I'm going to say yes, or I'm worse, I'm going to suggest a thing, yeah. and then I'm not going to follow up or put any of the energy that needs right. to happen yeah. in to, to help it yeah. work. Yeah. And I, then that just spirals out into something much larger yes that i would then have to deal with yes yeah i'm wow yeah amazing mm-hmm. mm. okay <laughs> you know how i like a schedule and we, yes. we're a schedule family i mean yes. we, it's everybody who listens to the show knows this we have the kids as babies they li- they thrived on schedule mm-hmm. as you know toddlers thrived on we got sleeping schedules and bedtime we like a schedule and and scheduling during the pandemic has been very important right for everybody's yeah. sanity yes and the thing that we have not been scheduling at all is any sort of regular hygiene for <laughs> the kids now i I've, I've said often we just don't wash Elish's hair. He just yeah. hates it. And yeah. I, they hate it. And I, we just, we rarely do. I just keep cutting it yeah. more and more. Yeah. But Kat, Cat's yeah. older now. Yeah. Cat used to like to shower every day if they yeah. could. Yeah. And now it's like yeah. once a week. Yeah. And that's not It's good. not enough, probably. That's yeah. not good enough. It's yeah. not it's not good uh, enough. And I mean, that's just part of the scheduling things. There's also a lot of this happening in the middle of the day. Kat, how you doing on your schoolwork? Great. Got anything outstanding? Just a little math. Okay, great. I'm going to do it. Le- okay, great. 
then nine o'clock rolls around. Yeah. Oh, you have three pages of math and I'm yeah. a failure. And I, yeah. uh, uh, so, yeah. uh, but we do have movie nights scheduled and nice. we have when, <laughs> when the kids can play the switch scheduled. So <laughs> I'm doing great guys. You're doing okay. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Everything's upside down in the pandemic. <laughs> Hello, bad mothers. So this started as a genius. I put the kids in front of the TV because hello, quarantine. I got coffee. I bought donuts yesterday, put one on my coffee. It's a chocolate sprinkle one. Delicious <laughs> sitting outside, throwing the ball for the dogs, enjoying one of the last good days of fall in my state. And eating my donut, you know, the frosting is falling off on my lap, and it's, but it's delicious and throwing the ball for the dogs. And I look down at my lap and there's, I've finished the donut and I look down and there's some chocolate just sitting in my lap and I put it in my mouth and it is not chocolate. It is dirt from throwing the ball for the dogs. So the rest is a genius. Uh, so this is a fail. I got the <laughs> Then I, it's just, it was a tricky fail. It was one of those moments where I put the dirt in my mouth and thought, yeah, yeah, this is, this is right. Uh, well, I, you guys are doing uh, a horrible job uh, and <laughs> in the way that you're actually doing amazing. And I hope you didn't eat dirt today, like mm. I said. Have a good day. Bye. The question really is, we're not sure if we've eaten dirt today. It's I mean, so like, true. that's that's the question I think we yeah. all have to ask ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or better yet. Or just how much. I was going to say avoid asking ourselves. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. there comes a point where does it help knowing? No. I don't know if it does. I really liked your fail yeah. because uh, it was that acceptance of, like, I I've done that, right? Yeah, like, you put it. Like I've done it, I've done it with the cat food, not on purpose, but like I cleaned something, you know, like you're cleaning at the uh -huh. same time. And then like, maybe you touched it, but like, whatever, you're not really paying attention and you're fucking tired. And then it like, it touches your mouth. Yeah. It's like in there and you're like, yeah. huh? Like, did anybody see it? Does anybody care? Yeah. Is the really the question? Yeah. The answer is no. Will anybody be impressed by this story? No. <laughs> and, and then you're like, well, what do I do? Just go on. You just, yeah, go just move on. on. Move on. Yeah. I really liked your acceptance about the dirt. I liked I how too. you were just like, you were just accepting that like things fall apart. Like you still had those genius things. You had yeah. the coffee, you had the donut, you were throwing mm -hmm. the ball. I mean, you, all those things still happened and it just happened to end with a mouthful of dirt. Yeah. Which, as most things do. Yeah. <laughs> Also, thanks for telling us we're doing a bad job. That's yeah. very validating. I know. Thank I you. like that. Yeah. I liked it, too. Well, you also are doing a horrible job. Yep. We'll teach you the handshake later. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Billy. 
Self-care and routine are more important than ever. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Meet Billy. When you want an extra smooth shave, use Billy. Just the other day, I had someone very close to me text me and say, do you really use Billy? Is it any good? <laughs> she listens to the show. And I am so pleased that I could say, I actually do use Billy and it actually is worth it. When I do find the time to shave my legs, <laughs> it gives me the smooth, I don't have to go two or three times over the same place. And trust me, I'm giving that razor a workout. Plus their new limited edition bundles make the perfect gift and come wrapped and ready. So go to mybilly.com slash mother. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash mother. That's spelled mybilly.com slash mother. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. <laughs> can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely so. you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave! I, I can remember as, as a child thinking it was odd that here was this can full of meat. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on my show Bullseye, David Letterman on shame, regret, and canned hams. Is this the best delivery version of, of pork? That's this week on Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Guys, it's time to cuddle up close to Teresa or whatever Teresa substitute you might have nearby. And let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. I was gonna say this is rant and I think it's actually more of a mom having a breakdown. I just, I just feel like I can't talk to anyone about this shit because everybody has their own problems. I can't put any more on my husband. I like, He's already doing so much. Like, everyone else has all of their own shit going on, and it feels like too much to pile it on. And just, like, we're both professors working from home mostly, but not all the way at home. Two-year-old and a four-year-old not in childcare because of, you know, a pandemic and, like, a kid with a heart defect and me with, like, asthma and a bunch of shit, and it just... There's just all of that, and then also, like, I just want 10 minutes where there's not a small child tugging at me or screaming at me or whining at me <laughs> or, like, a dog. The call got cut off. Yeah. <laughs> but we understand. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you said it. You had... You could have said more, but yeah. we got it. We yeah. got it. <laughs> oh, loud and clear. Yeah. You oh. know, 
first of all, you're doing a great job. Yes, you are. Okay. You know what's funny about the pandemic? Nothing. But I'm going to say it in a quippy sort of way. What's funny about the pandemic is it is almost impossible to try and explain why it's hard and put any order to, like, it used to be... You guys would, we would yeah. have people call and they'd be like, I don't feel good. And this is really sad and everything's upsetting. And then like right before they hang up, they're like, my father died. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you could have led with, you could have led with that. And that yeah. would, but now there is no good one to lead with. There's yeah. incredible stress at work. I, I don't know where that would come on the list. It's enough on its own. You've got, there are young children in your house that you all that like they can't do stuff on their own <laughs> that's no. not how old they are that is also a thing Ugh. one of them has heart issues in the middle of a pandemic that's enough you have asthma in the middle of a pandemic that uh, attacks the lungs that is enough those are all enough and then, I mean, it yeah. starts right with the pandemic. Like yeah. the fact of the pandemic for all of us is yes. where it starts, right. right? Like that is enough to call in about. Like the yeah. anxiety yeah. is there because of that already. Mm-hmm. And then all of these layers. Right. Above and beyond just the regular parenting layers. Wh- which the and parenting like marriage layer. layers and right. like... Yeah. Which were in their own right enough yes. of a reason yes. to call in. Yeah. Because it's too much. Yeah. And the question that really stands out to me is the one of basically, where am I supposed to put my stuff? Yeah. Right? Where am I supposed yeah. to put my emotional stuff? Yes. Because this is, I think, a really easy place to be like in our own minds of it's so much I don't know how I'm supposed to get through this I know that probably sharing would help but I'm also keenly aware of how difficult everybody is having a go at it right now so I should probably sit on it which then as the queen of yeah. sitting on things and shit yeah. diamonds all day long, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't that doesn't help. Get better. Yeah. It doesn't get better. Yeah. And that it's a really good question that we're all stuck with right now. Yeah. Where am I supposed to put this? And I don't I don't necessarily net Teresa, do you know where I can put it? <laughs> well, I actually have something to add to what okay. you're saying because I think Part of it is like, oh, my, you know, my husband has so much going on, too. I don't want to, like, burden him or whoever you would normally go to. All of these people have their own shit. I think part of it is us being aware of not wanting to add to other people's stuff. But I think the other part is when we're feeling so much and it, we're so sensitive and emotions and anxieties are running so high, we don't want to open up about Mm. how we're feeling unless it's to somebody that we know is going to be able to receive that in a way and respond in a way that will make us actually feel better. And like when I look at the people (laughs) around me who are my support system, I know they love me. I know they have my back. I know they deeply care about what's going on with me, but I don't necessarily know that like if my like 
you know, if a friend comes to me saying they have such and such going on, I'm taking a deep breath and saying like, what can I say here? Because I can't take this on right now. I can't really be their person because I can't, I don't have somebody doing that for me. Like I, I don't, I'm not okay either. So like, (laughs) it's, it's really delicate, I think. It is delicate, but that makes me wonder, like, is there room to, for both people to be able to, to state what their boundary is in that situation, right? Like, like, I think so. I wouldn't, yeah. I know that, like, if I came to you, even though knowing all that's happening, yeah, and that you got a load on you, that, like, if I came, I could say, I'm going to, I need to unload somewhere. Yeah. To somebody who understands me. Yeah. Yes. I don't need anything. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. and you can say, I will, I have the space to listen. I yeah. can't give you anything. Yeah. Right. Like that could be a helpful way to do it. I think so. Yeah. Because the thing that we should avoid is assuming no one can that take you can't. it. Yeah. That you that you're not allowed to. Yeah. And that's where I think the danger lies. So no, I think it's true. I think but I think this is a real yeah. thing that's holding a lot of us back. Is that we don't we don't feel safe sharing and we don't we're worried about burdening those that we love. So like if we're all feeling that way, I totally agree with you, Biz. Like, we can all help each other by saying, like, yeah, I'm a wreck, but I want to hear what's going on. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm here for you. I might, yeah, like, like yeah, I'm here for you now. Just yeah, need to hear that said, like, that opening yeah. to others, right? Like, totally. Totally. So, it, look, you are doing a good job. Yeah, you are. The hotline can handle anything. Yep. It can hold all the stress. It can hold all the rants. So mm-hmm. you can always call and use it. You're not alone. And, you know, you, you really are doing a good job in incredibly impossible circumstances. And everything you're feeling is completely valid. Yes. All of that is true. Teresa, it's so nice to see you. Teresa, thank you for coming and doing Genius and Fails with me and doing rants. I think you're wonderful. And I hope you have a really good week. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Biz. I think that you're doing a really good <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Biz. Thank you for everything that you're doing and for being my friend. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Oh, yes. Guys, what did we learn today? We learned, as always, the importance of celebrating the small things, the little moments, the little geniuses, and the tiny victories. Uh, We need it. We need it now more than ever because it actually is really easy to get stuck just seeing some of the the bad i was talking to my therapist today and i was telling her that cat recently was struggling with math and then somehow that spiraled into this whole narrative about not being good at anything and i 
was so reminded of the fact that like how one one incident that we are struggling with, like one thing we find ourselves pushing against can open the door for that narrative to come in that, you know, uh, I forgot to, you know, get such and such at the store. I'm so forgetful. And then the narrative leads to, I don't even understand. I don't even understand why people want to hang out with me, right? Like it, it goes fast. It's my, the, the positive narrative is like trying to get up a hill sometimes while the negative one just like snowballs down the hill as fast as it can. And so that is why we really should be celebrating the, those little moments and not, I don't mean like in a hallmarky kind of way. I mean like, yes, I am going to build on this. This was good, right? Like I, I did this or I saw this and that was good. Now, what can I add to that narrative that is good about me and those around me? So, you know, I, and that was just really fun talking to Annabelle. That was, I just felt like I was a person again, talking to somebody. We also learned that it's all right to have something hiding in your pantry that you haven't used. And in fact, you don't ever have to fucking use it if you don't want to. Guys, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. I feel like three months ago, it was very easy to say how weird it is to feel like caught between things feeling normal, but you know that nothing's normal. And nine months in, that feeling's even weirder. Like hearing the numbers every day go up of cases uh, in the country and knowing what that looks like, like knowing that that is not good and that hospitals are filling up and that people are really sick. And yet at the same time, it's back to that, like, I'm in my house and looking out my window and everything looks lovely. Things aren't like, uh, this is a real mind fuck. And maybe kids are in school. Maybe they're not. Maybe things are opening up where you live, or maybe things are about to get closed back down and winter's coming. Look, guys, it's just a time that we need to get prepared for. We need to start collecting those tiny victories and those genius moments like nuts. Like, no, we're like squirrels stuffing our faces, our cheek pouches with nuts for the winter, right? And just really try to remember that you're doing a good job. You're, you're doing a remarkable job. There is so much that you are trying to balance right now. And it's hard and it's, you know, sometimes lonely and isolating. And sometimes it feels like no one gives a shit, but that's not true. I give a shit. Teresa gives a shit. And your fellow one bad parents give a shit and probably more people than you know give a shit. So let's start really, really clinging to those tiny moments. Let's start working really hard on the better narrative for ourselves. And let's just remember to be nice to each other and to ourselves because you deserve it. You know, don't, you don't have to do it all by yourself. I see you. You are amazing. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues.
that's low down mama blues got a low down mama blues you know that's right We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mora, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.